This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, nothing to get alarmed about here, Matt, but I don't think at least. Ed Oliver, out a couple of days from practice. Cam Lewis went up high to grab a ball, gets hit. It was very scary. Thankfully, no head injury, a groin injury for Cam Lewis. Isaiah Coulter, he's a depth wide receiver. Uh, he's been on the shelf for a little while with a knee. but then. Deion Dawkins gets banged up in practice, bangs his hand, comes out mm-hmm. with a brace on. He watches the rest of practice. Anything that you're kind of particularly concerned about with these three players, specifically Dion, Ed Oliver, and Cam Lewis? I think with Dion and with Ed Oliver, you know they're making the team. I don't think they should see the field at all in the preseason, even if they are ready and capable to go out there and get the snaps that whatever they're going to give the starters. I think this pretty much, even though it's day-to-day, you can rule out seeing Deion Dawkins on Saturday against the Colts. And then for the Bills, I know that you want to get a look at him. I don't even think it's worth it. I think the conversation that I always have about the preseason is what's the risk? What's the reward? I think with any of your starters, the risk greatly outweighs the reward. So for me, make sure Dion's healthy for the season. Make sure Ed's healthy for the season. If that means they don't play in the preseason, so be it. I think just getting them ready to go is a good sign. I will say specifically for Deion Dawkins, he came back out to practice, even though he didn't actually practice after the injury happened, he came back out onto the field. I think that's a promising sign. I think any serious injury, you would never like hang out and come back onto the field. You'd stay in the locker room or go get more tests. Same thing with that Oliver and King Lewis. They're both on the field actually as they're missing practice. They didn't, um, they didn't leave. Now Matt Milano and Taron Johnson missed the Friday practice at Highmark Stadium, but they both came back as well. The only thing I that worries me about Dion is that same day that this happened. Dion, by the way, was termed day to day with with the hand injury. The same day that happened, a tackle, I believe, with Houston Texans also hurt his hand, and they said he's going to be out quite a while, like several weeks. And I'm like, okay, like a hand injury to a tackle, you need that. So let's just hope it is something very minor. We'll keep an eye on that. From Deion Dawkins. The other guy I want to bring up, two guys actually, Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown mm-hmm. at a practice on sun, Sunday, I believe it was. No, no, it was Thursday. Last. No, uh, yeah, it was. Wednesday. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was mid. It was Friday practice. It was midweek before the Friday practice, so I believe it was Wednesday because I think they were off Thursday and then they had the Friday practice at the stadium. He left practice at the end with a trainer. Mm -hmm. He went off. There were reports. There were media on hand who said he, you know, was having some discomfort. Whatever. I'm just going to tell you right now, everybody. Spencer Brown had a cramp. That's what happened. He had a cramp. He is not having a back issue. He did not have any back um, issues that that day. Um, he was back on the practice field. He was there on Friday, actually, inside Highmark Stadium. So whatever anybody saw or thought, I'm telling you, Spencer Brown had a cramp, and he's just fine. Yeah, I think that it's a blessing and a curse, right? Having these practices that are open to so many people, to obviously media, and it's part of our job to tell you when something notable happens. And, you know, a player who's a starter leaving the field for any amount of time could sometimes be notable depending on what was going on. It happened the other day with Josh Allen. Josh Allen left for what, 15 minutes? And then he ended up coming back. You know, that's one where for those 15 minutes – you're kind of sitting there on pins and needles going, okay, what's going on? And the longer that that extends, the more you start to wonder, okay, what is going on? Spencer Brown was a little bit more of an isolated incident because it happened literally right as practice was coming to an end. And then they had an off day the next day. So we weren't able to kind of get an update until they showed up to the stadium. So yeah, I think that that's relevant information when a player gets hurt, when something happens, it's going to be reported, but sometimes, you know, people always feel their worst, be a little patient sometimes don't immediately jump to the worst case scenario because a lot of times it doesn't end up being that Josh Allen leaving practice for about 15 minutes. As you say, I actually did not even see this because I was doing radio at the time with Joe DiBiase on our extra point show up in the little pavilion area. So they were just kind of out there was individual position work. He did not miss any teamwork. He left for 15 minutes, went with a trainer. Again, the reports I saw throughout the day were injury scare for Josh Allen injury scare. Now I get it. He left with a trainer. I still don't know why he could have had to go to the bathroom. I don't know anything. I I mean, that that's exactly to the point you're making. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he came back out and he did yeah. more drills when he came out. So I am not thinking that there's anything wrong with that situation. I do think, though, it does kind of make you realize, like when you see what happens around the league, you see the Jalen Ramsey injury happen. You see the Joe Burrow injury happen. We have said it so many times before. Getting through training camp with your core pieces healthy is more important than anything that happens on the field as far as good days, bad days, whatever it is. Just be healthy and hope that your team stays healthy all the way through the preseason. You obviously want your team to be as healthy as possible all the way through the regular season. But, you know, getting to that first game with your actual group of people who you are planning to start is the most important part of the summer. All right. The Bills take on the Indianapolis Colts preseason game number one on Saturday. At 1 p.m., that game can be heard on WGR Sports Radio 550 and across the Buffalo Bills radio network. I don't expect Jordan Phillips to be on the field at all. They're still ramping him up. But good news, Jordan Phillips was removed off the pup list, and he's been doing a little bit more each day, Matt. Yeah, so I think that's a really interesting piece of information because Jordan Phillips now, it's a good sign that he's ready to roll and that he's ready to practice and eventually probably pop his way into a preseason game. The thing that becomes a little bit more tricky, though, is putting together a 53-man roster because when we've had these very preliminary conversations, one of the caveats we've had is, well, you could start Jordan Phillips on PUP and buy yourself a little bit of time there with a guy like Cam Lewis who's fighting for a job or maybe some of the other players who are right kind of on that roster bubble. So Jordan Phillips is healthy. I think Jordan Phillips is making the team. 
So now you have to have this conversation of, okay, if he's back, who isn't? How many defensive linemen are you keeping? How many safeties are you keeping? How many corners are you keeping? It opens up kind of a whole new can. The one thing I will say about Jordan Phillips is when he was healthy last year, when he was truly healthy, he was able to be a difference maker. Not like a, oh goodness, this guy's a star, but as a rotational piece, like, okay, you don't lose a massive step from the guy who's guys who are in front of him. Like he still has some juice to his game, especially in the way the Bills use him. He gets, he generates pressure up the middle. He really does. So having him back is a good sign. By the way, I didn't mean to miss Reggie Gilliam in the injury report. He was also out with a groin injury, but we'll keep an eye on Reggie Gilliam, obviously the fullback there as well. What are you most excited about Saturday inside Heimer Stadium? Game one. Press box uh, spread, whatever it ends <laughs> up being, probably. I'm excited to, I'm excited to kind of go through the motions of what it's like for us to cover a regular season game, just trying to like hammer out some of the little logistic things that we need to do. Like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I think from an actual football standpoint, this is a chance for those guys who you talk about on the bubble to try and kind of like climb their way into the conversation of making the 53 man roster. But honestly, I don't even know anymore because Isaiah Hodgins was a guy who had a great training camp in preseason last year. And then he still ultimately doesn't end up making the team. And you wonder, like, what more could that guy have done during the preseason to make the team? Like another guy I think of, and it's a different conversation because Isaiah Hodgins was a draft pick. But like Tyrell Shavers has had a nice training camp. He's made some plays. I don't know. The guy could go have 160 yards and two touchdowns. And I don't know if that would mean he ultimately makes the team. So. I think it's a blend of let's see what some of these more depth players can do in a game setting. And it's also a chance to validate some of the guys that you have questions about. How does Kyrie Elam look against whatever competition he plays whenever he ultimately is on the field? How does Terrell Bernard do? How does Tyrell Dodson do? All of those guys who I think are in the conversations of like the position battles, I think will play a lot. So I think those are the things you focus on. Yeah, I like uh, what you said about like the press box and all that. By the way, first game covering as a, as a dad, so that's cool. Kind of just yeah, that, right. You remember, oh my god, like this is my job now, and I'm I'm a dad, and I got a, a daughter at home. Um, you know, the, the way last season ended is is really still, you know, it sticks with me, and it was just such a disappointment on a lot of levels, right? And mm-hmm. to get back in that stadium where it ended, Matt, for the first game this year, I, I felt a little bit of that Friday. It was just really nice, and I'm looking forward to that on Saturday to get back in that stadium, to hear that crowd again in a positive manner. And that game against the Bengals was just from start to finish was just not good. Right. Like mm-hmm. you knew right away, this was not going well for the Bills. So that's number one. And if I can, number two, what I'm excited for on the field, nothing with the Bills as much as with seeing Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. I mean, I mean, look, we're going to see Bills guys. And I know that you know, I am excited to kind of, sift through the linebacker battle and the cornerback battle. That's going to be, but I've been watching that for two weeks. I'm going to watch it for a few more weeks. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the only time I ever get to see up close Anthony Richardson on the football field his rookie season. Yeah. I remember how much more fun the preseason was during the Josh Allen pre, you know, the Josh Allen rookie season. And I remember going to Cleveland and being like, Ooh, these games actually matter because you're going to see your quarterback play meaningful snaps. And then the game that they had at home in the preseason where they scored the touchdown right at the end of the game and Josh Allen wins it. Um, and then you remember the game where Tyree Jackson won it right at the end of the game yes. in the preseason and the Christian Wade touchdown in the preseason. So every once in a while, there's one of those moments that ultimately stands out. 
But I think it's really, really cool from that standpoint of being like, okay, you're going to get to see Anthony Richardson up close. You're going to get to kind of experience this. The one other thing that I probably should have said, there's a huge gap in between this game and when the Bills are back at home. So they have this preseason game, and then they have two on the road, then they have a couple weeks, then they have week one on the road, and then they come back for the home opener. So it's going to be kind of a nice little appetizer and then a more than a month wait until they're ultimately back in Buffalo. All right, so a little trivia for you. You probably know this because you already referenced it. Josh Allen's first actual game in the first game in the NFL, the preseason game, though, was that Cleveland game. Who caught his first touchdown pass? It was in that game. Oh, crap. Was it um, Ray Ray McLeod? No. Two-yard pass. Allen did a great job navigating the pocket. He oh, in the Cleveland game. Stepped up. Yeah, it was. It was in, okay, so the I think Ray Ray McLeod caught the game-winning touchdown catch from Allen in the end zone in Buffalo in the, oh, in, the, in, the, in the Cleveland game. I remember the play. I remember him snapping the ball, kind of like ducking under like the pass rush, popping up and throwing yes. a, ba- a laser to the back of the end zone. Oh gosh. This well, is you know what? So you're right. You know, wait, I am wrong here. You are right. I, my apologies. He did throw one the previous week and that was it. It was Ray Ray McLeod who caught that one in the back of the end zone. That was his first Let's touchdown go. pass. Let's so go. you are you are correct, sir. I Let's thought that was his first one. So that game was it against the Panthers? That first one with Ray Ray McLeod? Yeah, let me let me recalculate here. Week one that year they play the Panthers. Josh Allen comes in late. I remember that pass because I literally heard that thing. It sounded like a shot yes. off. That's yeah, it was like a thud. Like, I remember that. Right? Amazing. Yes. The next week they go to Cleveland, right? In the <sighs> I can remember the play, but the right. problem is, and I remember it was like a bigger guy, but I don't remember. It was a guy who had a really good preseason. Like I was, I was really hot on him. Like this guy's got to make it, and he didn't. Make like it. a big tight end, right? No, I mean not really. He's 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 a little taller, but it wasn't it was, like Chris Gregg, was it? It was Rod Streeter. Okay, Rod Streeter. Yeah, it wouldn't have. I don't think I, think I would have going down the road to Rod Streeter. That's why I gave it to him. So. No, yeah, I don't think I would have got there. Who is the when you think of Bills preseason players that like immediately people fall in love with and then don't ultimately make the team? Who do you immediately go to? One hundred percent Christian Wade. Ah, uh, see, I don't think I go to Christian Wade. I don't ever think that that was like justified. I think that it was like, right. oh, yeah, that's right. Cool. I agree. But Matt, I took calls every day on the radio from people telling me how great Christian Wade is. And it's a mistake that he's not on the team. I think Jonathan Williams, another running back. People loved Jonathan Williams. Des Lewis was just like the darling of the summer every summer, basically. Des Lewis to me did great in camp. I don't remember. Not in the, not in the games. Before. Not in the games. Let me ask you this before we kind of shift our focus let's, to the let's next. Let's go back to Christian Wade for a second. Like, okay. I agree with you. Like, he, it was completely overhyped. But, Matt, like, it was out of control from people who just were killing this organization for not giving that guy a spot after the few runs that he had. I remember how much crap I got from people because we had those games on Channel 7 on the air and we yeah. did a post game show. And I remember, like, kind of half kidding, saying, like, Hey, you'll always remember where you were when Christian Wade busted off that touchdown run and the Bills played in the preseason game. And people were mad at me. They're like, how dare you? I was like, it's a preseason game. I was like, what do you mean? Like, 
come on. You remember the preseason game in Chicago when AJ McCarron like led that crazy comeback at the end of the year. And then he said after the game, it was the most fun he's ever had playing football. AJ McCarron, who won national championships, <laughs> said the most fun he's had playing football was in the preseason against the Chicago Bears. And then I think they traded him the next week. I'm not even kidding. I think they traded him that right. next week. I think you're right about that. All right, let me give you a little bit of trivia. Let's go back to last year, all right, to wrap this part up. Last yeah. year, 2022 preseason. You talk mm-hmm. about people that, you know, guys that people fell in love with. Who led the Bills in rushing last year? Preseason. Uh, Bla- Blackshear? Raheem Blackshear? Raheem Blackshear. That is correct. Um, you already got uh, the, the guy who uh, you mentioned a minute ago who led them in receiving. Had a great preseason. Isaiah Hodgins? He did. And next up on the list was Khalil Shakir, actually. Yeah, he had a good preseason as well. This is the preseason's funny. I was just having this conversation with somebody. If you're somebody who bets on sports, if you're somebody who does daily fantasy, the preseason is an opportunity to really, really do well. I'm not telling you here, go spend all of your money on something. But if you pay enough attention to the conversations that are happening happening around training camps in the NFL, you can kind of piece together pretty accurately like, okay, this guy's going to play a lot or this guy's not going to play a lot. Like in the preseason, almost like trick yourself into thinking like, okay, those guys who I think are going to make an impact, maybe let's start to go down the list. Like a name who I think is going to get a lot of play for the Bills in the preseason, Andy Isabella. Like Andy Isabella should play a lot of snaps in the preseason for the Bills. I don't think you're going to see like a lot of, you know, Justin, maybe Justin Shorter gets some snaps, but like, I don't think you're going to see an excessive amount of any of those top guys. So then you go down to your like, okay, Tyrell Shavers, okay, Andy Isabella, more players of kind of that caliber. So yeah, I mean, preseason, it's it's certainly more fun than a training camp practice. It's certainly more fun than a scrimmage inside the stadium. It is actually a game. Doesn't really matter that much for a lot of people. But for the guys playing, it does. For a yep. lot of those guys playing, it's their only snaps that they'll ever get in the NFL. So they're trying to take advantage of it. By the way, before we get to our questions, this year, in case people don't realize, there's one final cutdown day. There is not two. There's not three. It's one. Now, teams can cut before that. They can get down. They can say, we're going to get down to 70. We're going to get down to 60 if they want. That's up to them. But the deadline to get down to 53 from 90 is all September 4th, one day. Yep. If you if every team did that, if every team waited, Matt, you'd have over eleven hundred guys all getting cut or slash released and wave, whatever, on the same day. It's gonna be wild. The Bills actually are the team that proposed this rule. So I'm trying to think, all right, if the Bills propose this rule, why is it? I think it's because they want to have enough bodies to make sure their veterans do not have to play that preseason week three. Yeah, I think that's probably the right point. I think that's a good point and a good idea. If you're a team, I don't think I was going to ask you, let's close this out with this. Should Josh Allen play a snap in the preseason? Yes or no? No, I am always, uh, I'm, I'm against it. He, he doesn't need to. If he does, three step drops out of his hand, hand off, whatever. Just get him out. I don't need it. I agree. Who is like the level of like, who's the like bubble? Who's the cutoff line? of this guy should play in the preseason, this guy shouldn't, if you know what I mean. Like, are there any starters or starting caliber players who you think they still need to see? Uh, Dane Jackson. How about that? That'd be my call. Okay. That's a good one. That's, he needs I was going to some work, but he's probably, he could very well start at corner. I was going to say, I like Dane Jackson as a call there. I was going to say like Taylor Rapp. Like Taylor Rapp's making the team. 
but I think Taylor Rapp should probably be on the field in the preseason just to see. Oh, and a lot of it's a lot of the guy like Ryan Bates is another good one, but Ryan Bates doesn't even have to be a guard. You might want to play Ryan Bates an entire game at center to see how he does at center, just so you know what you have if something does happen to Mitch Morris or you know if you really really like Osiris Torrance, like Osiris Torrance, like those are the types of guys that I think you'll see a lot of in the preseason. And a guy like Rapp, I mean, he's still learning learning the system, so I think it would really help and benefit to go against another team, it's not just the team you've seen for the last two weeks, your own offense, to be able to do that. All right, let's answer some Just one interesting thing though about Josh. We both said, I do not think he should play. You do not think he should play. I think he will play. I, I think agree. they will put him on the field. But the interesting thing here is 2020, no preseason. That was the COVID year. 2021, he played the final preseason game against the Packers. That was on August 28th. But he did it at home. So week three, preseason at home. Last year, he also played in the preseason at home. Week two against the Broncos. The interesting thing here is they play one game at home and that's Saturday. And then their next two games are on the road. So if Josh Allen does not play at home on Saturday, which I don't think he will, that means they're going to have to play him in either Pittsburgh or in Chicago. And I don't know. I don't know if that makes it like a non. Yeah. That's what I mean. Maybe they won't. Maybe just the way the schedule falls, you're going to be like, nah, we don't need to see it. We're not worried, but they've said that in the past and, or we've thought that in the past and they've played him. So I guess we'll see. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. Let's uh, answer some questions. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 